Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for July 19th, 2016. The best thing about Netflix, really, in general, aside from the fact that it's an awful lot of content at your fingertips at an instant's notice, is the fact that every so often they just drop shows. You know, pretty much every week there's a new show dropped on Netflix at this stage. And some of them are really big, really hype shows like Orange is the New Black and Arrested Development and House of Cards. And every so often they just drop a show that you have heard literally nothing about. It's just like... Here's a show, we made it and released it. And sometimes those shows get tons of hype and sometimes those shows fall under the radar. Most of the time the shows are pretty good. Even then shows like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Master of None are, are really good shows, but neither of which I've watched all of the most recent seasons. I will eventually, I'll get to them. But every so often, as I was saying, Netflix are just like, here's the show. You've probably never heard of it. Sometimes you might've heard of it. And just go on, watch it. That happened this week when they dropped Stranger Things, which is a show created by the Duffer Brothers released this week across the world on Netflix, starring Winona Ryder and David Harbour, the only two people in this show that I actually know, Winona Ryder for being Winona Ryder, and David Harbour for being in the newsroom. I'll do a podcast today episode in the newsroom someday. Me and Sorkin. Sorkin knows me. He knows how to pander to me. The show is set in the 1980s in Indiana, so it has a kind of throwback 1980s feel. It's very much... It's, it's like the television version of Super 8. It's that kind of tribute to Spielberg. It slightly leans into the horror a little more, but not in an over-the-top way. It's about a boy disappearing, and just as a girl with telekinetic powers emerges, and there is a monster on the loose in this Indiana town, and all these things are connected. And that's that's the plot. There's a monster, there's missing children, there's a mystery to be solved. It's, it's, it hits a lot of my sweet spots. It's kind of like Fringe, and I really miss Fringe, so I like having a new show like Fringe. It's, it's clearly rooted in the likes of E.T. and kind of Close Encounters, those kind of Spielberg 80s films that, you know, there's a sense of adventure and wonder and mystery and intrigue and, and kind of a, just a youthful energy in there because a lot of the cast are, are playing 12-year-olds, so I assume they're give or take around the same age. But what I like a lot about the show, because there is an underlying mystery, it's why, why, why is the child gone missing? Who is this girl? And what is the monster that's haunting this town? Those are all, those are kind of the, the, the through line of the series. I've only watched five episodes. I, I kind of didn't want to review it after I've watched every episode just in case I accidentally spoiled it because I'm bad for blurting things out and then like, yeah, I'll leave it in. <laughs> Why not? But so I, I, it's, it's, it hits a lot of sweet spots for me as a show. What I like is there's a lot of like periphery characters and these, these periphery characters could be foolish and they could be like sitting off on the sidelines being blissfully unaware of the horrible things that are happening to their town. But the, 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 some of those characters are the, the kind of very periphery, periphery ones. But like there's the, the core bunch of kids, and then there's the mother and the brother of the child who went missing, and then there's the, the local cop of the town. And all of these people are working toward the same thing individually, well, in their respective groups. But they're not doing it together, they're all working toward the same goal, coming towards the similar conclusions, so you see that one person is not crazy, because that's kind of a suggestion that, oh, the mother is seeing things and she's going crazy, but you you verify through the other characters that she's not going crazy, and thus you kind of root for her. But yeah, it's, it hits my sweet spot of being serious, but also kind of light. Well, not light, light is the wrong way to put it, but it's not heavy. As I think I said before in the show, I'm, I'm sick of prestige TV, I'm sick of stuff that's dark and brooding and ponders the the nature of human existence that's i have no interest in that stuff i want a mystery set in a town that's weird because it's set in an indiana town so it has kind of some of that twin peaks dna i've never actually seen twin peaks but i know what 
Twin Peaks is about. And I know based on the psych episodes what an episode of Twin Peaks is like. But yeah, it has that kind of weird town vibe to it as well. And yeah, it's, it, hits, it hits a lot of my sweet spots. And I, I, I have Spielberg itches I need to scratch. And fair enough, the BFG is out in three days. So that will also scratch my Spielberg itch. But still, this is firmly rooted in kind of Spielberg-style filmmaking. And Spielberg makes films better than anybody pretty much ever. There's Winona Ryder doing a lot of interesting work. She she's she's there to carry the she carries the weight. Her and David Harbour kind of carry the weight of the show. The kids get by, as kid actors tend to, when they're asked to do kind of anything I don't know a little more emotionally complicated. They kind of waver a little, but they're kid actors. What what more could you ask for them? Not all of them are going to be. I was going to say Macaulay Culkin, but you know he he was he a great actor? I don't know. Haley Joel Osment was a good actor. He plays Sora in Kingdom Hearts now, so at least he's still contributing something great to society. Yeah, it's there's eight episodes, which is nice, and the episodes do lean toward 55 minutes, which is is the the worst thing of the Netflix revolution that no show can have 40 minute episodes anymore. But yeah, some of them some of them go down toward. I think the the shortest one is 47, but there's only eight episodes rather than 13, so it's it's a little more brisk, it's a little more uh, tightly paced. Episodes tick by at a, a reasonable pace as, as mysteries are uncovered and questions are answered and answers form further questions as these shows tend tend to do. I'm interested to see how it will pay itself off. Maybe I'll talk about that later, or well that'll spoil it, so I won't talk about that later. But because you know it does a good job of playing up its mystery. As the genres on Wikipedia, science fiction, supernatural, drama, horror, mystery, thriller. Six separate genres. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of having genres? Either way. So that's Stranger Things on Netflix. I would give it a very hearty thumbs up. Does a lot of things, especially if you're, you're into that kind of 80s style mystery thriller, kind of E.T. style. You, you know, you know the ones. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. Also a new episode of The Weekend Show drop where you can vote on whose do-over was better. You can subscribe on iTunes, just search TWS Network. You can subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter. Tell me what you think of Stranger Things if you watched it. Or if you didn't, I don't know, say hi. At Garrett Kidney, G-A-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye-bye. Testing, testing, podcast a day, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 30. I counted the 30 in 8 seconds, but that's not really counting the 30, is it? It's just saying the numbers. You can't count the 30 in 8 seconds. The fastest you can count the 30 is in 30 seconds, because that's the way numbers work. You can say 1 to 30 in faster than 30 seconds, but you can't count the 30 in faster than 30 seconds, can you? This has been 30 seconds long. Now.